Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant, and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space, and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's podcast. This episode is a conversation with a woman who has a lot to say when it comes to body image. I think you're going to really, really enjoy this chat with the very energetic and inspiring Taryn Brumfit. Now, before we dive into my chat with Taryn, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor of this episode. Today's sponsor is Nutra Organics. Now, I have been using Nutra Organics for a really long time. I'm a huge fan of their products. They always, always over deliver when it comes to quality, taste, and also affordability. Today, they have given me a discount code to share with you, which is Kylie Podcast, all in capitals, to receive 15% off their entire range. So that discount code again is Kylie Podcast, all in capitals, and you can use this on the Nutra Organics website to receive 15% off. The product that I wanted to focus on today is the Collagen Build with Body Balance. I have been adding Collagen Build to my morning tea and also my decaf coffee for months and months now. And before that, I was using their product Collagen Beauty. I switched to Collagen Build because I have been training a lot. And in order to make sure I'm recovering as well as I need to, I really wanted to up my protein intake and also make sure I was getting some beet branch chain amino acids in as well, which are often referred to as your BCAAs. So these are great for muscle repair and recovery. I also love that Collagen Build is a really, really fine powder and it dissolves into absolutely nothing. You can pop it in your tea, your coffee, like I said, and it stirs away. You can't taste it. There's no flavor. You can't see it. You can't feel it. It's a great way to just get a little bit more protein into your day. 
And recently I was having a chat with a girlfriend who was saying to me that she knows she wants to take collagen. (laughs) She said, I feel like I should be taking collagen, but I don't really know exactly what it does. So I wanted to touch on that here. Collagen is abundant in our skin, our muscles, our bones, our joints, and also our connective tissue. It does begin to degenerate from our mid-20s. Many people do experience a loss of lean muscle mass as the protein and collagen in our body breaks down simply due to aging and lifestyle factors. Now, incorporating collagen build into your daily routine, particularly post-workout and also together with a healthy diet, really does help to build muscle strength, support muscle function and also aid repair and recovery, like I mentioned, and Also, support proper functioning of our nerves and muscle tissue with the added magnesium. It also supports energy production and reduction of tiredness and fatigue, which a lot of us certainly need. And in today's episode, Taryn and I talk about how important it is to use our bodies as our vessels for fun, activity, and movement. So I'm all about products that can help us to feel great in the skin that we are in. So that discount code for Nutra Organics again is Kylie Podcast All in Capitals. And they also have resistance bands available online now. I wanted to make sure I mentioned that because they were sold out for a really long time. So if you are in need of some booty bands, you can also grab those with that discount code. And now to tell you a little bit about today's guest. So Taryn Bromfit is an internationally recognized keynote speaker and the fiercely passionate thought leader behind the body image movement. Founded by Taryn in 2012, the body image movement is on a mission to end the global body-hating epidemic by inspiring people to embrace their bodies through documentaries, books, online programs, speaking, and other educational resources. Named alongside Beyonce and Emma Watson in Germany's Bridget Magazine's Woman of the Year, Taryn has a positively infectious voice and powerful message. She has reached over 100 million people via the likes of the LA Times, the Washington Post, the Doctors, Good Morning America, The Project, Australian Story, The Today Show and Sunrise. Now, if that wasn't enough, Taryn was also a finalist in the 2018 Australian of the Year and the 2018 The Australian Financial Review 100 Women of Influence Award. She was crowned the South Australian winner for excellence in women's leadership as well. She is a busy woman. Now, you may have heard of Taryn. And if you haven't, I'm sure you're going to want to learn more about her. So make sure you stay right till the end of the chat and Taryn will point you in the direction of some wonderful resources. I really enjoyed my chat with Taryn and I hope that you can take something away from it as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. Taryn, thank you so much for making time in your busy day to be here and have this chat with our community. I really, really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Thanks. Brilliant. So let's get straight into it because there's so many things that I want to speak with you about. And the first thing that I want to touch on is the fact that 
about six or so years ago, I think it was 2012, 2013, you can let me, you can correct me, but when you first posted a before and after photo that sparked an international media frenzy. Now, when we hear the term before and after, we typically think about that side-by-side image showcasing a physical transformation of weight loss. And Taryn, your photo was a side-by-side comparison of sorts, but not in the way that we might be conditioned to expect. Can you tell us a little bit about that photo? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, you're so right. We normally see a before image where uh, someone's in a larger body and they're really sad. And then the after image, uh, they've lost weight and they're miraculously happy. And I swapped mine around because I just wanted to call BS. Uh, Weight loss doesn't equal happiness. And so I went on my own journey from, gosh, I hated my body after I had my three children. Uh, I wanted to fix what I considered to be my broken body. Went to the surgeon. He agreed. He sort of said, yep, let's give you a breast augmentation, a tummy tuck. And I booked it in and I had this epiphany, which was how am I going to teach my daughter Michaela to to love her body and if I have surgery to change mine how will that change the relationship she has with her body as she gets older and I think it's really important just to mention for anyone who's listening who's like oh my god I just had my Botox or I've had surgery this is simply my story and and it's my body and my rules your body your rules so in this conversation around body image there's no tolerance for any kind of discrimination um, or judgment of others' decisions. So I just want to make that clear. But I cancelled the surgery, but I was still stuck in a body that I hated and I was plagued with the thought, what does it feel like to have the perfect body? So I I did a bodybuilding competition. I lost a bunch of weight. Um, The road to get there was full of obsession and counting calories, calories in, calories out, Um, spending my life at the gym. And I arrived in this body and what I learned on that journey was, oh gosh, my body is, it's not an ornament in life. It's the vehicle. And after I stepped off stage, my body went back to what it was before and some friends saw me and they were like, but you're so happy now in the body that you hated. You were so miserable before. How is that possible? And that was sort of the impetus to sharing that non-traditional before and after photo that went, you know, ridiculously viral. Yeah, I love that story. And I think it's such an important message because it is really easy to think once I look a certain way or once I reach a certain weight or a certain shape, all of my problems are going to go away. But if we actually deal with the problem of accepting our body first and foremost, then we probably realise we don't need to go through any sort of transformation. No, that's right. And we just got to remember we're, we're very much programmed into wanting to have a particular body shape by all of the toxic messages that are coming our way um, everywhere we go, you know, walk down the street into shops, even in conversations. So I, I think it's why it's really important to acknowledge those toxic messages and how they're not serving us and um, to create a new narrative and a new philosophy and a new way of living. And that's what Embrace is. Absolutely. And now your photo went viral, as you mentioned, and with the eyes and ears of thousands on you, you were able to take that attention, which I think is remarkable. You took that attention and you kept the momentum going 
And you created a documentary, which is an absolute must watch. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have already seen it. It's called Embrace. I remember seeing it years ago and I can just remember so clearly the billboard of it, that the front cover of it, it just sticks in my mind. There was so much hype about it. And, you know, I was saying to you before we started recording that I actually just recently rewatched it because I wanted to have it fresh in my mind for this conversation. And Taryn, I was in tears again, particularly when you were talking to a woman named Tina, um, not to mention when you were saying goodbye to your family to go and explore the whole body confidence um a big question mark I guess now during your time making embrace what was it that surprised you the most I think what surprised me the most that no matter where I traveled to the story was the same when it came to how women felt about their bodies so whether I was in the Dominican Republic or Canada or Austria or the UK France Germany you name it we went everywhere and women still describe their body when I asked them give me three words to describe your body they would say the most horrible mean things about their body and no one truly stood in their power and just went yeah my body's like fabulous it's energetic <laughs> you know it's loyal um it's strong like a universal feeling oh. of everyone being unhappy with their vessels absolutely and you know, remembering that in different cultures and countries around the world, the ideal of beauty is different, but there still is the beauty ideal. There is still something for, for women to A buy into. Yeah, there's still the benchmark. Yeah. You know, the woman in the Dominican Republic, she she lived in a village with no electricity. And I'm thinking, how did you even know about wanting to want to change your body she wanted a boob job because she'd seen it in a magazine and she thought yeah I want to have bigger boobs so the globalization of media has a lot to, to do with why it's a universal issue but what I do know is is what's really positive is that nobody has ever decided to learn to embrace their body and arrived in that place the place that I live every single day and regretted the decision to do so it is the most emp empowering um, and fun and adventurous way to live your life. And it's a gift that every woman can give to herself by doing the work. Mm, I love that. And it, I think what you touched on is so important. When we really unpack the fact that in all different areas of the world, there is a different ideal of beauty. And I can remember traveling to Malaysia in my teens and it was mind-boggling to me that you could purchase products to make your skin fairer, whereas mm. I had packed all of my good old Latan with me because, you know, I was applying the fake tan and it was a real moment of going, oh, wow, here in a different country, something else is desirable. And so when we unpack that and we realise, oh, okay, we all have these kind of different, like we said, benchmarks, it kind of takes the power away a little bit and I guess puts you back in the driving seat to work out what your own benchmark is. Absolutely. And I think we just got to remember when we're not sheep, we're not, you know, we're not following the lead or like who's making up the rules that said, mm. okay, in the 1950s, you know, in the Marilyn Monroe era, a voluptuous body is what we will, um, you know, put on a pedestal. And but hang on a second, um, in the 90s, let's talk about the waif. You know, now you've got to be thin or in the 20s, you had to be straight up and down with no boobs. And then the athletic supermodel bo body came later on. Like 
who is making up these rules? It just, it makes us miserable to try to get our bodies to be anything other than what they are. And I think we all need to remember that we were not born into the world hating our body. Everything that we've learned can be relearned. We can relearn to love our body um, and not buy into the messages because they just make us miserable. Yeah, absolutely. And again, before we started recording, I was saying to Taryn, I feel as though it's only now in my 30s that I'm really starting to question what I do for me versus what I do out of some sort of deep-seated desire to please others or to meet that stereotype. And it's a really fascinating and uncomfortable um, place to be in at times. But it's something that I'm really, really excited to learn more about. Oh, and you'll love that journey too, because I think that's part of the awakening um, that happens. And certainly as you get a little bit older, um, it happens. Or if something, uh, you know, tragic happens um, or there's a wake-up call or a wake-up moment that you have, maybe it is watching a film like Embrace where you're like, oh, no, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to change. What you're referring to there is really getting intuitive about how your body feels perhaps as and getting the balance right between how your body feels and what your body looks like because I still wear uh, makeup occasionally when I feel like it um gosh I wore heels last week I haven't done that in about five years but I think I was like I'm wearing high heels um but every day I make choices about how I want to present myself but it's about how I want to present myself not what someone else is telling me to do and I think that's so important and that's kind of where I am right now I'm in the midst of making my decisions and going am I making that for me or is that some sort of old conditioning and for me absolutely I mean watching your documentary is so helpful and so insightful and I also think unpacking like you said when you go through something tricky and for me I've gone through um, a separation in the last 12 months you start to unpack beliefs that you've held and it can be a real gift when you go through really hard times to actually go oh okay sort of breaking apart but whilst I'm breaking apart I can have a look at all these pieces yeah and I think that's you know that's that's the beauty of this human experience is that we have got a lot to unpack and sometimes in our darkest days and the hard times is where we see the most beauty but I think for a long time so many of us have carried stories that haven't served us so I think it's about identifying what are those stories why aren't they serving me? And and what can I do differently to get over it? For me, it was public speaking. You know, I could not speak in my 20s. I was so scared to even raise my hand in a boardroom. And then, you know, last year I'm talking to the Google leadership team in Silicon Valley and I had a moment with myself on stage in my head where I'm like, Taryn, how did you get here? Um, <laughs> but it's a... But it's just that self-limiting belief system that we create um, that we need to we need to dismantle and now is a great time to do it. And speaking of dismantling, do you find it tricky at all when you're speaking about these sorts of topics in terms of you want to have an opinion, you want to move away from toxic messages, but you also don't want to alienate or I guess make anyone feel poorly or judged do you find it tricky like with things say for example like the sports modeling competition that you went in do you now look at that and go that is such a dangerous culture or do you see it as a sport for some 
Uh, no, personally, um, I see it that it can be a dangerous culture for many women. I mean, I certainly met many backstage um, and have remained friends with some since. And we've often talked about how it is a really slippery slope towards, um, gosh, eating disorders and, and um, you know, mental illness. Body dysmorphia. Well, body dysmorphia, absolutely. Um, but I think the always with the, the judge the, the judge judging conversation is that I think there's a place for everyone everyone's on their own journey um, would I enter a bodybuilding competition now and get up on stage in a silver bikini and um, what I can only describe as porno shoes probably not um, but so I, I you know as long as you're not hurting anybody I'm pretty open to everybody experiencing what they need to because it's just part of the journey yeah, absolutely. And part of that journey, I mean, I was reflecting on, I guess, what you would call toxic messages just yesterday when I was reviewing our questions for this chat. And I was thinking about how in my late teens, Taryn, it was ultra normal for us as 17, 18 year olds to go to local pubs and clubs and watch bikini competitions, which are essentially just other teenagers taking their clothes off and being judged on their bodies and having people cheer them on and getting scores and things like that. And once I started thinking about all of the different messages that we are sold on how important it is that we look and to be judged off our looks, it really becomes so, um, you can't avoid it. You can't turn away from realizing how much pressure is out there and put on young women. So what can we do? to disengage from that messaging? I think that we just need to see it for what it is. Media literacy in in people's journey towards a positive body image is, is very, very important. Uh, there's an example, I travel a lot and at the airport, um, there was a, a surfing brand side by side. Uh, there was the man surfing um, and they were selling board shorts and he was like out there and he was doing, you know, cruising this wave. The woman was selling the bikinis in this ad, this advertisement and she was basically, you know, there for her looks um, and how she looked in the bikini. And I just, I thought to myself when I saw this a, a few months ago, I, I thought, if I had seen that through the lens when I was hating my own body, I would look at hers and want her body. And I would be like, oh, God, look at her boobs and look at her tummy and look at, look at her arms and isn't she gorgeous and I wish I looked like that and I don't look like that and, and I, I've got a fat tummy and I've got and down that slippery slope. Now, though, through media literacy and through the awakening of actually what advertising is, hello, um, they want our money in their pockets. I now look at that advertising for something very different. I'm like, gosh, look at the guy in the ad who's doing and look at the woman who's just been plucked and sort of popped there to, to look good. How outrageous, you know, is this kind of inequality that we see? So I think we just need to, even everyone is watching, just put a different lens on, like after you've heard this conversation and go to a shopping mall and see what you see. You're going to see sexualized images of young kids. You're going to see objectification of women. You're going to see photoshopping of nearly 99.9% .9 of the images. And you're going to see a lack of diversity. And none of that makes us feel any good. Because if you open your eyes and look at all the shoppers who you're walking past, that is actually real life. 
We come in all shapes, sizes, ethnicities and abilities of bodies. That is that is true, a true lens. Um, and just don't buy into it and support brands that support you. Really, really important information. And I think that that's, it's so attainable. Anyone, we can all do that. We can look at things and try and put on a different lens. And I think, you know, when you were speaking, then I was thinking in particular about film clips, like music videos. I, the other morning, for the first time in a long time, had like, um, I don't, I don't know whether it's still called Rage or whatever it is, Saturday yeah. morning. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Like, I didn't realize how suggestive so many film clips are now. And it's just looking at it through that other lens of going, okay, wow, what is this actually telling people? Absolutely. I mean, film, music video clips um, are pretty outrageous. Um, I mean, gosh, I, I remember that when my kids were really young. I remember, I think it was a Kanye West film clip um, where there was a woman sort of bound in the back of a car and then there was this big burly kind of dude with a shovel who clearly was about to, you know, dig her grave and put her in it. And I just thought, how did this get into our homes? Mm. Um, I'm all for create, you know, creativity and, and expression, um, but this shouldn't be, you know, on a 9.30 on a Saturday morning in our house for my kids to see. I just wanted to listen to music. I kind of feel like we've lost our moral compass a little bit about what's okay and what's not. But I do think also our voices are very strong and especially for the parents out there, when you see something that you don't like, pick up the phone or email or, you know, fast track it and put it on social media um, and call out brands who do the wrong thing by us. And it doesn't have to be in a really nasty kind of, I'm going to come at, come at you and fight against you. It could just, I think the best approach is, hey, I saw this. And for this reason, I don't think it's appropriate. Do you think in the future you could consider X done? You know, there's a really lovely energy exchange when you're trying to get a, a point across like that. It doesn't have to be done from a space of anger. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I often say that when you know better, you do better. And often mm. it just takes that awareness. And that applies to me. Like I think about things that I've shared, you know, in the past and I'm sure in 10 years I'll think about things that I've shared now and I think, oh, that's not what I would do. <laughs> me, think, too, oh, me too, me yeah. too. As long as you're being curious and doing the best in that moment, you know, it's a journey. And like, like I said, when you know better, you do better. So I like that idea of calling brands out but doing it with a bit of compassion. Yeah, I, I, I did it with Bounce a couple of years ago, you know, the trampoline place where kids go mm. and um, they were playing music video clips and um one of them was, you know, some rappers, um, you know, the girls were in bikinis on a baseball field gyrating and the guys were like basically behind their backs, you know, inferring that they wanted to, you know, I say this, this is the only way it was. Oh, you, you can let tact go. <laughs> yeah, okay. That, you know, they wanted to bang them from behind. Yeah. Like that's kind of yeah. what they were getting at. And I was watching with my mouth open going and I watched some young teenage boys watching it and I thought, this is Bounce. How mm. is this here? And, you know, I contacted the guys at Bounce and then a week later, action, no more music videos in any Bounce across Australia. So good on them, you know, for doing the right thing. And, and sometimes that's all it takes is a quick email. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. It's so good. Now, during the Embrace documentary and also the years following, 
What did you discover about diets and how they impact us? <laughs> well, diet is a four-letter word and the first three letters spell die. So I think it's a real sign that we should just <laughs> avoid them. We, look, we're smart enough now. We've got all the data and we've got all the research that shows that I think it's like 97 or 98% of diets don't work. They just don't work. There's a much better way. Um, for me, it's all about intuitive eating and, and intuitive moving. Uh, I think there's some great books like Health at Every Size by Dr. Linda Bacon. Um, I, I think it's diets are soul-destroying and being on that treadmill of you know here i am i'm losing weight and then people notice that i've lost weight and then oh a few months later i've put the weight back on and then i go on another diet like the cycle of the diet culture is is oh it's so exhausting and one thing i will say to everyone who's listening is please stop talking about anyone's weight loss or weight gain please don't congratulate people for their weight loss i remember it happened to me a lot when i was training for the bodybuilding competition in the schoolyard in front of my kids i would have random mums coming up to me going oh my gosh look at you you're so inspiring how much weight have you lost and what it does for kids is they go, huh, okay, weight loss equals Very good. important. Um, yeah, and then, oh, okay, I get weight loss by diets. And all of a sudden, our kids start dieting and mm. and they start gaining weight because every time you diet and you lose weight, you put, you put it back on, but then you put more back on. So I just think we just have to be super mindful. I don't care about anyone's weight loss or weight gain it is irrelevant but it's not even part of my vocabulary anymore and i think that's an important step for all of us to play is that we remember that our connections and our love and our friendship with people has nothing to do with a number on a scale mm, so important um that's something that i've tried to i'm trying to be really mindful of and catch myself is when I see my girlfriends, instead of saying, oh, you look great. And what I honestly sometimes am meaning is, you know, their outfit looks brilliant. They look happy. They're glowing. But often I've noticed amongst women when we see each other, it's, oh, you look great. You look this, you look that. And I'm just catching myself yeah. and going, why, why is that the first thing? And then that's when I, as I said, I'm doing this work at the moment with myself and unpack that and go, oh, that's because I've always thought that was really, really important. And mm -hmm. so it's just noticing I think is the first step. Like notice how often you praise someone else based on how they look or like you said, the weight loss and then catch yourself and just reframe. That's right. And I think even if you make, um, you know, one of the things that I did when I was going through that journey of learning to love and embrace my body was making a pact with my friends to never talk about weight loss or weight gain ever again. Like mm. and, and never talk about our bodies in a negative way or the bodies of others in a negative way. Um, unless you unless you have an, a, a problem that you need to obviously talk through, then that's different. But I'm talking about the, you know, group of mums going out for dinner or group of women, sorry, should I say, going out for dinner and they're talking about a holiday and next minute someone's talking about, oh, I've got to get my bikini on and, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm so, you know, I've got a, my, my ass looks big and, and I'm doing this diet and then the, the next woman jumps on and goes, oh, my ass looks like X and whatever. And then all of a sudden, you know, these this 
beautiful it's been hijacked the intelligent sassy wise conversations that us women actually have when we don't talk about diets and and weight (laughs) um you've missed that opportunity so make the pact with your girlfriends just to not even go there Yes, and put the boundaries in place that you need to put in place. This happened to me a couple of months ago. I had a girlfriend message me and she was saying, oh, I'm weigh- I've am i weighed myself and I weighed this amount and I feel this. And I just responded and I said, I can't engage in a conversation about weight. It's no good for my head. I can't. So well, well I put a boundary in place. But then it allows them, I guess, as well, you're putting a boundary in place, which is, you know, you're honouring yourself by doing that. But it also changes then from a flippant exchange about weight to allow that person to go, oh, okay, you know, and they can think about it as well. So for women who are listening, know what your boundaries are. And if there's a conversation happening, if you're not in a position where you want to say, hey, let's change that conversation, just disengaging can sometimes be enough as well. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing I would suggest, embrace the documentary. It's a really good heart opener it's a it's it's an opportunity for really important conversations to happen so if you want to go down this road of really making something meaningful happen with your girlfriends if they are you know 99% of women who I shouldn't say 99% but a lot of women talk about their bodies in a negative way um have a screening invite your girlfriends over watch the film and then afterwards have this dialogue and then make some changes and create some boundaries for you as a a friendship circle. Mm, That's such a great way to do it. I love that. Now, the word embrace, it obviously means a lot to you. It's what you called your documentary and it makes so much sense because the definition of embrace means to accept willingly and enthusiastically, which of course sounds amazing. But going back to what you just said about you know, anecdotally, perhaps 99% of women not feeling great about their body. How can we get women from a spot of they don't feel good to more like tolerating their body and then to embracing their body? What are some of those first steps other than those boundaries and having a screening? Yeah, look, I think it's just acknowledging uh, how hating your body has made you feel. And I mean, I've done it for more years of my life than I haven't. So I still remember, even though it's been probably about seven years since I've had anything but love for my body, but I do remember how taxing it was, exhausting it was um, for me, but also for for relationships that I had with people around me, my loved ones as well. So acknowledging that there's a problem and acknowledging that you want to change is the first step. I think then appreciating that you've got 28,000 days on the planet if you are really lucky. So what are you going to do with those days? Know that embracing your body won't happen overnight. It's not a switch that you can just flick on and off. It takes time. It takes work, but it's oh so worth it um i've never had more energy or more zest for life or more adventures like it just it creates space i'm I'm looking at my swag right now I, i bought a swag a few days ago and i'm doing things that i never thought i kind of i would do and i i really do put that down to um being at one with my home allows me to want to experience more with it um I think the other thing I I just want to say is to 
find the beauty and the joy and the magic in all the parts of your body that you don't like. So, you know, if it's your tummy because it's got stretch marks, maybe flip that and consider that, you know, your tummy might have, you know, housed your child or arms that flop about when you wave to someone goodbye, you know, that bit under the arm, some call it tuck shop arms. Um, well, our arms can hug our loved ones and you know our legs you know my legs got cellulite and stretch marks they run marathons like they're amazing so find the body parts that you don't love or don't have a good relationship with and start finding the gratitude for them and remember embracing doesn't mean you have to be you know run down the street naked embracing for you might just be feeling very neutral about your body and that might just be more than enough for you to get on with your life and enjoy it. Mm, absolutely. And on a podcast episode that I did a couple of episodes back, it's one about journaling and some thought prompts. One of the thought exercises I shared that I have done, which was really, really um, a big catalyst in making a lot of changes in the way that I live, is to sit down and think about my eulogy, which I know sounds morbid, but when you think about what you want to be remembered for, mm. the way that you look, like it didn't, it didn't cut it. Of course not. And I, it's, it's, I do a similar exercise with audiences and it's, it's getting them to fast forward to, to the final moments they have on the planet and what will they be thinking about? And no one's ever said to me, hmm, I was thinking about my big bum or my stretch marks or no one is thinking about those things. So rather than waiting until the end or, you know, when it's too late, is there a possibility of coming back to the here and now while we're breathing and, and, and able and, and alive and really have that perspective on, on our bodies and how incredible they are and how we are not meant to be at war with them? It is not our purpose in this lifetime to spend at war with our body. Mm. And I recently heard Glennon Doyle speak about how she feels she spends a certain amount of percentage of time speaking about her body and food per day. And she's had to flip that and think about if I spent that much amount of time on art or the things that I could change, like how much could I achieve? And I, that really stuck with me because I thought so many of us do spend a lot of our mental energy and thought capacity speaking you know thinking of things about changing our bodies or what we need to do and if we dedicated that towards a more worthy cause imagine what we could achieve 100% you know i think i feel like i've lived more more um more, I've had more experience and lived more of a life in the last eight years than I have, you know, for all the years prior. Um, it really, truly is a gift. And um, Glennon Doyle, oh, my gosh, I love that woman. She's liked a few Isn't of my she posts. great? Yeah, I keep getting girl crushes. I'm like, she liked a couple of my posts last week. I'm like, oh, my God, Glennon Doyle. Um, oh. She is, for anyone who doesn't listen to her, Glennon Doyle, amazing. The other person who I'm deeply in love with um, is Danielle Laporte. Uh, yeah, she's like one of Oprah's Super Soul Sunday yeah. leaders. And, um she She's the bomb. We met in um, Vancouver a few years ago at, at, a, at an embrace screening. I was like, oh my God, Danielle Laporte is here. So it's kind of cool when you, you know, when you admire people for for their wisdom and how they've helped pull you out of hard times. Um, 
and they're two women. If you don't follow them, everybody who's listening, please do, because they've really been game changers for me. Absolutely. Now, I could I could be wrong, but I'm going to go out on a limb. Is Danielle Laporte the author of The Desire Map? She is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm like thinking, I know, I sometimes I get confused between my my books and my authors and that, but one of my best girlfriends is such a massive fan of Danielle Laporte. So definitely check her out. Um, and as we touched on Glennon Doyle, I just love her. She's great. Mm. Now, a lot of our listeners are parents and we've touched on this a little bit about role modelling, you know, a better relationship with our bodies for our children. What else can we do there? How can we do a little bit better for our kids? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, we are kings and queens. They are sponges. They're listening to everything that we do and we say. So that is probably the key thing to role model positive behaviour. But also limit the discussions about bodies in terms of weight and appearance. Um, Celebrate at every opportunity, you know, diversity of different shapes, sizes and colours. And I think what's really important for our kids to hear is, is giving them praise that's related to function and effort over appearance and achievement. Um, We want our kids to treat their body not like it's an ornament, but it's a vehicle in life. So you show them how how much fun it can be to to move. So my kids, you know, catch me all the time dancing in the lounge room. Uh, I walk around naked in my house, like not all the time, but if I, you know, it's not a big deal for me to do that. It's good for them to see me comfortable in my own skin. Um, Yeah, kids are just... Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Taryn. I was just going to say you have also done some big work with your project for children. Yeah, so we've just released a book last week called Embrace Your Body and uh, it started out as a song uh, that I co-wrote and performed with a children's entertainment duo called Pevin and Sarah and uh, we released that song last year and it, it ended up going number one on iTunes and it beat Baby Shark off the number one spot. Like we knocked them off, which is I'm still considering that's I'm definitely going to put that on my LinkedIn, I reckon, like knocked that Baby Shark off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to throw my weight around with that one. But um, the really cool thing that we saw was um, kids dancing and singing to this song. So it just needed to be made into a book and that is Embrace Your Body and it's out everywhere. Um, and through the Body Image Movement uh, website, so bodyimagemovement.com, uh, for all the orders, um, I'm signing the copies uh, of the books and we're also throwing in like a bookmark and a word search and a colouring in and a sticker. So it's this cute little pack for kids. And the book really is celebrating, uh, you know, of course, diversity, but also that kindness is king and to find gratitude for, for all the things our body can do. Brilliant. And I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes as well so that our listeners can jump straight to the show notes, click the link, jump over and have a look at all that you're doing for the body image movement. While we are speaking about the body image movement, what other resources do you have online there? 
Uh, so we have um, free parent and teacher resources. So I work with Dr. Zali Yeager, who's an associate professor at Victoria University. So we've put together these really simple and free, they're just PDFs, you download them, what parents can say and do to promote a, bod a positive body image. Um, so make sure you get your hands on that parents listening. And then for teachers, we have curriculum aligned activities in the classroom to do with the book and finally I mean gosh there's so much on the website but the other thing that everyone might want to hop to is we did a little read along it's like a little music video of the book and the song together and um, and that just sits on the website and it's a great way for parents to open up the conversation about our bodies by getting their kids to watch it you know sing to it dance to it and then have a chat about it after it's a great conversation starter and like you said there really is a lot going on over on your website so the link is in the show notes for our listeners to jump over thank you so much for your time so far today do you have an extra couple of minutes to run through some rapid fire questions yeah go for it absolutely oh, awesome I oh rapid fire scares me i'm like oh this could be <laughs> no no there's nothing curly in there it's all very straightforward i promise um that's just a nice way to end on something nice and light and to allow our listeners to get to know you, you a little bit more and i'm sure that they are going to want to get to know you so whilst we are on that topic where can they find you on social media uh, body image movement on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Taryn Brumford on Facebook. Thank you, Taryn. Awesome. Okay. Rapid fire round. The first question is what is your go-to cafe order? No, oh, eggs Benedict. Benny. And what about, are you a tea or a coffee drinker? Definitely a coffee. Soy latte with honey. Yum. What is your all-time favourite song? <sighs> that is really hard. Uh, it changes all the time. Right now I'm going to give you the current one because it does change all the time, Madonna's Ray of Light. Love that. Such a catchy song. And I'm with you. It does change. It depends on the day. <laughs> yes, I think I was listening to hardcore rap yesterday, so it really does depend on the day. <laughs> so funny. Now... Would you share with us if you have an annoying habit? Ooh, I mean, I mm, I was going to say I bite my nails, but I, I have stopped recently and now I just bite three of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm cutting down. I am cutting down. Um, annoying habits. Oh, my gosh. It's a question you should ask those around me because I'm sure I've got a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's just go with the nail biting, I reckon. <laughs> no one okay and what is a habit that you are most proud of uh my ridiculous levels of optimism <laughs> yeah and they do they radiate from you I was looking on your Instagram yesterday and just smiling away while I was scrolling your feed oh. I agree with that <laughs> now what is a book that you would suggest everyone reads Oh, well, I won't give you my own books because that would be a real wanker move. But um, go me... on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard that Taryn Brumford's in Brighton. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I'm reading so many books at the moment. Um, I'm going to say White Hot Truth by Danielle Laporte. It's pretty heavy on the spiritual. It's pretty heavy. It's not heavy spirituality, but it's not your. 
entree to spirituality. It's quite deep. Um, but the other book I mentioned earlier, Dr. Linda Bacon's Health at Every Size is a brilliant book. Um, and also Emma Isaac's Winging It. I do love that book too. Yes, that is a great one. I've recently read that one. Mm -hmm. um, now, on days when you're not feeling your best self, when you're not feeling great, what are some of your go-to moves to feel a little bit brighter? Yeah, gosh, I have a lot in the toolkit. So um, putting my feet on grass, getting myself grounded, uh, lots of meditation throughout the day. Uh, on my crazy travel, you know, lots of things on day, I will give myself like a two-minute meditation on the hour if possible, if not every couple of hours. Um, a day sleep if I can, like a little cat nap, but very much uh, nourishing with food that's been blessed by the sun uh, in its most natural state uh, lots of water and what else yeah I think on days where things are hard I'm just very mindful to be extra kind uh, and gentle with myself so even if I have to push hard for work in, the internal dialogue is very kind and caring and when you say that you will do a two-minute meditation sometimes on the hour or every couple of hours Will you pre-program an alarm to go off to notify you to do that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, because often like on, they're often on the really busy days. So I just, I put two minutes in and I just zone out for two minutes um, and then, you know, come back once the alarm's gone off. But it's just like a little breather. It's like a little reset throughout yeah. the day. I absolutely love that. And I think that I'm going to steal that. I'm going to pre-program that and pop some alarms throughout the day to remind me to stop and do a little two-minute meditation. So thank you for sharing that. Well, of course. Um, and everyone can do it, right? It's one of those, you can actually do it anywhere, anytime. You know, even if I have to pull over in the car or, you know, yesterday I did it in the car before I picked the kids up from school. I just left work five minutes earlier and thought I'm going to get the rock star car park and I'm going to spend two minutes just kind of breathing out my day. So, yeah, it's really helpful. I saw a quote yesterday that said, if you don't have 10 minutes for yourself each day, then you don't have a life. So, <laughs> you know, we are, so many of us are super busy, but just a couple of minutes here or there is so important. Um, now, speaking of feeling bright, what do you do for fun? Because I feel like for a lot of women, fun gets taken off the priority list and we replace it with tasks and chores and being a martyr. So I'd love you to share what you do for fun. Yeah, being a martyr makes us very resentful. Um, I've been there myself. So, look, I call them sparkle activities. I write about these a lot um, in my second book. Yeah, called Embrace Yourself. There's a big list and a big chapter on sparkle activities because our to-do lists, um, whether we're, you know, whether we've got kids or haven't got kids, it's long um, and as we get older, we lose our connection or we can lose our connection to our inner child and a sparkle activity is any activity that pushes you outside of your comfort zone and just gives you a thrill and a little rush of being alive. So for me this weekend, it's going to be assembling that swag I'm looking at going, I don't know how to do that. Um, and camping out under the stars, for me, that's going to feel very sparkly. A few weeks ago, it was riding a horse. Um, uh, I'm learning to dance online. Um you know, any activity that just makes you feel alive and feels a little bit adventurous is a sparkle activity. And because of the way we live, 
and we get so distracted, you know, by our phones and by everyone else's agendas and to-do lists and kids and, and what have you and work. We must, must set the time in our diaries to go, this is my time this week or this fortnight or this month, however often you want to engage in sparkle activities um, and make the time to, to do something that brings you joy. It, it will make you a better person for doing it. And don't tell me you haven't got the time because you've got 28,000 days on the planet. And some things can wait and some things can't. So, yeah, write a list and, and make things happen. Yeah, and I was going to just add to that as well with, you know, we touched on martyrdom and being a martyr. And I think so much of that stems from we grew up with parents or we grew up, a lot of us, with mums that didn't do things for themselves. And so even when I particularly am not feeling like I want to do that sparkle activity as you would call it um, or seeking that fun activity I think to myself okay this is a gift for the boys like my kids are going to see me doing this and then they're going to if they enter a relationship with a woman they're going to then expect that that's how a woman carries herself she allows herself to have fun and I just think when you think about the ongoing impact it sort of it makes you do it. Yeah, and I love that you you mentioned that about the martyrdom and, and, and how a lot of us had mums perhaps that, um, yeah, that didn't take the time for themselves and it was seen as selfish to put yourself first. But I know that when I put myself first and I prioritise me, um, numero uno, it doesn't make me a bad person, it makes me a better person, it makes me a better parent, makes me a better friend and I'm, I'm able to be of service to others um, in a much more meaningful way when my cup is filled up first. Mm, absolutely. And I've held quite a few events that have a strong focus on personal growth and development. And that analogy of the full cup, you know, we've all heard it. You can't pour from an empty cup. But I've often gotten our guests to either close their eyes or just sit and think, like actually to visualize a cup, whether it's a coffee cup or a wine glass, whatever it is, but you, you imagine it getting so full to the brim that it overflows, that liquid then starts to spread. So the more that's overflowing, the further that it can reach. And that seems to be a bit of an unlock for people who are really visual learners of going, oh, wow, yes, when I'm giving more to myself, I do have more to give to others. It overflows. Absolutely. And don't forget, we're here to enjoy our lives. So amongst all the, you know, work, work, kids, 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 sport, cleaning the house, washing, blah, blah, blah. Amongst all of those things, you know, let's have as much sparkle as we can um, and enjoy ourselves along the way. Don't wait and don't put it off till later. Uh, you know, make it a regular part of your life is to do these things. Absolutely. And the last question I have is, what is your all-time favourite quote? Hmm. Or some words to live by? Yeah, look, <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. I mean, I think the one that comes up for me, there's actually two. There's one by Steve Furtick and it's don't compare your behind the scenes with somebody else's highlight reel. 
it's a really a poignant one for this day and age where on social media we just see you know mostly people's highlight reel and then we're like oh, i want to be like them and my wheels are falling off all of our wheels are falling off <laughs> we've all got drama. we've all got drama and you know what we're all broken in a particular way that's just the human experience so i think definitely that one I think a work one for me is, um, oh gosh, Steve Martin said it, um, be so good they can't ignore you. Can't tell you how many times over the last eight years of running the body image movement, I could have turned away and just done something easier, less hard. Um, and the amount of rejections I've had, the amount of no's I've had, the amount of knockbacks I've had. Um, yeah, that one keeps me going. Be so good, they can't ignore you. And then I get my own mantra, my own saying is what I use every day. And that's my body is not an ornament. It is the vehicle to my dreams. Mm, I love that. They are all amazing words to live by. So again, Thank you very, very much for your time in having this conversation with our community. I'm sure that a lot of our listeners will jump over, click follow on Instagram and also definitely sit down and watch the Embrace documentary. Oh, thanks for having me and sending bucket loads of love to you all. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 